Mondays, am I right, Joe? You said it, guy. Yeah! Don't have a good day. Have a great day. Everybody down on the ground! Hey, bud, you ever think that there's got to be more? More than what? The stuff we do day after day. And that is the perennial question, isn't it? I mean, we can't all just be running around and around on a hamster wheel. Ugh, just saying that makes me want to take a vacation. Anyway... Hello and welcome to another episode of the Forever Fangirls podcast. I am Sheila Amato, and you can reach me and my wife on our website at foreverfangirls.com. And I'm Kimberly Amato, and now you can also find us not only on Twitter, not only on Instagram, but we do have a Facebook page. Same handle, three socials, at Forever Fan Pod. That makes it easier for me to remember. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember these things very well. Uh, Anyway... We are your zany hosts, and we're glad you can join us. We do have a great show for you folks, because today we're going to be discussing the video game film that I really, really have really wanted to see for a very long time. The video game, darling. Free Guy. As long as it's not Mass Effect. Really? Yes, really. Look, nothing, nothing could be that amazing, except for that three-light ending where it basically rendered all of my decisions. No, 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 no. That is not... This, that is not the, the, the show that we're doing today. Wait. Anyway, to let our audience know, spoilers are ahead. So if you have not seen Free Guy, we will be talking about major plot points. So please pause us, watch the film, and then come back to listen to our discussion. There's the music. Look, I'm playing with new buttons and advanced oh my stuffies. Goodness. Anyway. I don't know what I did. <laughs> I don't know what you did either. So um, regardless of my technical issues here, I have to tell you something extremely funny. Yeah, okay, what? All right, so in one of my um, Twitter chat groups, and huge shout out, they know who they are, they posted a a funny photo. You don't know what it was? Uh, Yeah, you can't keep me in suspense like that. What was it? It it was a picture of toilet paper, and on the wrapper was a unicorn pooping ice cream and rainbows. Really? Yes. And other people in the group mentioned that that was perfect for me and that I had to show it to you because, you know, the good, the bad, the cute, the unicorn poop. <laughs> it was perfect. And it's, I think it's from Italy. <laughs> oh my goodness. I got nothing. No, no. You can put a link to that picture in our show notes page so that people can see, but I'm like, oh my goodness. Anyway, um, you did mention Italy, so... It can't be all that bad. Cause you went have... right to food, didn't you? Of course, you? they make good food. You think Italy, I go to gelato, just like gelato and wine. And, and I think food, you yummy. You just go to the food. Anyway, how about we dive right into Free Guy? Okie dokie. All right. So Free Guy was released in theaters on August 13th, 2021. And we opted to wait for it until it was released on one of the streaming services. So we bought it on Vudu and had a date night complete with margarita pizza and a chicken salad. Yummy. Oh, I'm so hungry now. Anyway, um, there's a pretty good description of the movie on Voodoo, so go ahead and read it, baby. 
A bank teller discovers he's actually a background player in an open-world video game and decides to become the hero of his own story. Now, in a world where there are no <laughs> limits, he is determined to be the guy who saves his world, his way, before it's too late. Uh, how perfect was that for your in a world voice. <laughs> I love doing that. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway. All right. So now on to the good, the bad, and the cute. Unicorn poop. So basically the plot of this uh, story is that there are these two programmers, Millie and Keys. They create this game where the characters can grow called Life Itself. There's no shooting or violence. They sell it to Antoine, the head of a big gaming company, Tsunami Games, and think they're going to make bank, right? But he shelves the movie. The Turn. movie? He shelves the game. He shelves the game. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Not the movie. The game. Like um, the movie came out. The movie came out, yes. Well, it was delayed, but yes, it eventually did come out. Mm -hmm. Anyway, turns out Antoine uses this code to build Free City, a first-person shooter game that's a cross between, like, Call of Duty and Far Cry, I think. Where'd you come up with Call of Duty? Um, from all the commercials that I see. Oh, so you compared commercials and trailers and just... Yeah, because I, I don't play video games. So I'm like, oh, oh see, okay. It's I, just the first shooter game. Pew, I can pew, pew, sort pew. of see it, but it's like, since it's open world and like everybody seems to be in Free City and Free City is like a hub and you can run across everybody, I was leaning more towards Destiny. I can totally see Far Cry and maybe even a little bit of like a Borderlands feel. Well, I've seen maybe. you play Borderlands, but I the point is, you know, I was just... Like, as I was watching the game, I'm like, oh, there's some elements of that. I mean, even like the car jacking, I was like, oh, that's like Grand Theft Auto. But again, I don't play the game. So I'm like, yeah. you know what it wasn't like? What? Mass Effect. Ah, uh, okay. So where was I? Okay. So throughout the movie, Millie tries to find proof that Antoine stole their code, right? Keys works at Tsunami at the call center. Throughout all of this guy, the non-player character a.k.a. NPC, I learned something new, comes alive as he meets the girl of his dreams, Molotov Girl, a.k.a. Millie, and in the process has captivated players around the world by leveling up as, quote, the nice guy, end quote. So Keys finally believes Millie that Antoine stole her code because Guy is the proof, right? Guy is, is growing. He's, he's AI. And now the three of them band together to stop Antoine from destroying Free City and to show that Life itself, their original game, does exist. You know, it's like the Eminem commercial. It does exist. They do exist. <laughs> I had to add that in. I'm sorry. That's no, fine. That's what I was thinking of. That Santa Claus commercial? Uh, anyway, so let's start with our discussion of the good, shall we? Yes, I'll let you go first. Okay, so we got to start with the cast. Okay. Because, I mean, this is a phenomenal cast. Mm -hmm. Right? Ryan Reynolds as Guy. Mm-hmm. Although every time that, you know, he was doing some of his antics, it, it just was a flashback to like... Um, Deadpool. Deadpool, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, so it's vintage Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. It was fitting. Yeah. I, in this in this case, it fit. So, mm -hmm. you know, it was fine. I was able to overlook that. And it was, it was actually... I was enjoying his performance, especially when he put the glasses on for the first time and the second time. It's like, oh, what? You know? Yes. Because that's cool. how I would be. That's how I would be. I'd be like, "What in the world is going on?" Um, Jodie Comer. Yes, and it's you know she's she's essentially playing two characters here. Yes, right, Millie and Molotov Girl. Mm -hmm. And she looks hot as Molotov Girl. 
Okay, I'm doing a tangent. <laughs> Warning. Oh. Okay, since she is two different characters, you see her in the real world, especially like when they were... <laughs> And they were kissing in the game. Yeah, I know. And then her facial expressions. And she's like, oh my goodness. A, I'm letting someone do this. But B, it's going, it's his real world and her fake world. And just her expressions. No, she didn't know that he. No, no, no. But I'm saying we do as the audience. Yeah. So we know that we know. And we're all like, but everything that runs through my head is I, I appreciate the the detail they went to like they had skins available they even commented um on skins when keys and the other gentleman were going in the game to find guy and like knock him out because they didn't know what he was doing and they thought he was a player mm-hmm. and he's like what are you going he's like oh, i'm going he's like you know big mustache slicked hair police officer and he, the other guy comes in as a bunny i know i thought that was weird i was like all right this is just part of the story no it's it's a skin because in games, you can get skins for your characters, and you can change your character's outfits. And I have played as a bunny, <laughs> but oh, I've also played... You like, played as a furry thing. Yes, but I've also played, like, in Borderlands, I've had a big TV for a head. Um, I, I I love it. I think it's, it's where you can just express yourself. And if you really looked at how a Molotov Girl was dressed, it was like... In real life, she was this shy. She was really, she wanted to get to the bottom of things. She was really fighting, but nobody was listening to her. And even when she was trying to express to the barista what was going on, the barista's like, well, but my point is her avatar was a representation of what she wanted to be, what she wanted to be and, and kind of what she was trying to do. She was trying to be this, you know, bad kind of person who was going to get to the bottom of it and take down the big bad conglomerate computer company well because you know she knows that it was wrong yeah, but i just wrong. think it's great that it is and, and i'm going by like no she she wants justice because she she is getting her baby back like literally and really the only thing you're fully 100 percent getting is that she looked hot as Molotov. Girl. well yeah should i not i mean that's that's, that, that's all that's all my wife got out of my rant there folks Yes, but I was actually thinking about, you know, Jodie Comer, the the actor, being incredible. Like, her range in this is just insane. The and accents. the Well, the accents in Killing Eve. I Her her Russian accent, at least to me, was, was absolutely authentic. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, for her to be able to, to do all of this, and as Molotov girl, she was doing her, her natural accent, right? Her British accent. You know, I don't know. <laughs> when I listen... I, I don't know. She is British, right? I know, but I don't know which accent is she. I don't know which accent's her real accent. She does so many accents. I don't. Uh, she's that. You know what? Good. There's no. There's there's a talk show. She was she was on Ellen, I think, and we'll have to we'll have to play it. All right. <laughs> I don't remember, but I'm like, wait, that doesn't sound like any of the accents. But what? I, the point I is, know. she is very good. Okay, so moving right along, shall we? I got the Muppets song in my head moving right along. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Joe Keery as mm-hmm. Keys. Yes. You now her, her programming partner. Um, and also of Stranger Things fame. I was like, oh, I know that guy. How can you miss that hair? Um, but anyway, he, you know, he, he's like, I think, the perfect casting for this, for this character. Why? Um, because I think he's, you know, he's, he's a cute nerd. Right, you can you can see him be a programmer. Mm. At least I can. There, there was one scene that just made me laugh, though. Mm. 
They're searching for him throughout the entire building and he's hiding behind one pillar and nobody notices him. <laughs> and they don't take his computer I, away. No, you know what? I can actually attest to that because sometimes you don't think about all of those different corners. You think about the normal spaces where you're working. Okay. But when they do find him, they don't take the computer away? Well, that may be a loophole. Okay. So that would be Unless one of our little bad. But anyway, keep going. So he, he was, he's, he's that character or portrayed that character in a way where he was the cute guy who just wants nice to guy. do what's right. Mm-hmm. He was the nice guy. Yeah. I found like a parallel and I think this was meant to be that there was a parallel between guy and him. Yes. And then later on in the movie, it actually was yeah, it comes full circle. Right. That, it, but I noticed it before it was explained and I was like, Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, I mean he 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 prefers zeros and ones because he can write better with zeros and ones mm-hmm. rather than with words, mm-hmm. and so it's like, oh, how sweet is that? That's so cute. Yeah. Okay, so little Rel Howry as Buddy. Oh, I loved him. Oh, he he was hilarious. I think I just loved every time he dropped the gun, like his like, belt, and then it's yep. like, okay, here we go. <laughs> yep, just taking it all in, um, and then Utkarsh Ambutkar, I. Don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I'm sorry if I'm not. Um, as Mauser, also of Pitch Perfect fame. Oh, he was the bunny. Yes, he was the bunny. <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness, okay. Um, but you actually had to point out that he was in Pitch Perfect. Oh, I, I knew it right away. I didn't recognize him. And the funny thing is, it's like, you know, that there are a lot of actors and actresses that like, you see their faces and you're like, oh my God, I you know, them. and you just can't. Yeah. And I kept going, I know that face. I know that face. I know that face. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute, pitch perfect. Yeah. A movie that you did not want to see and then ended up loving. So just pointing that out. Yes. You're amazing just the way you are. Uh huh. Okay. And then uh, Taika Waititi as Antoine, the bad guy. Like, the, he, I thought, was brilliant in this movie because I just hated his character. He's slimy and. Urgh. He embodied everything I can't stand about game developers. Oh, well, there you go then. You know, they, they have his character right, and they have a, a, uh, an actor who can actually portray that. You know, hey, we're going to be releasing, you know, this, this next sequel of the game. And oh, by the way, nothing that you've purchased from game one will work in game two. What? Even though you said you would. Yeah, even though we said, oh, oops, sorry. Yeah. And the fact that he, you know, he's lying was a second nature. I'm like, oh, you just, you. Mm. No, no, no morals, no, no scruples. Yeah. I'm just, it's, it's a billion dollar industry. I know. It's multi-billion. I don't even know anymore. It It just makes a heck of a lot of money. Yes, it does. So in addition to the main characters, there were a lot of cameos in this movie. And the first one, like at the opening, I'm like, okay, I think I'm going to like this film because it's Channing Tatum, like flying through the air. I'm like, oh, that is so cool. He's my boy. And you know what's funny is when he was flying through the air, I kept hearing Mighty Mouse in the back of my head, here I come oh, to save goodness. the day. Are you serious right now? Yes. I don't know why. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, Channing Tatum is just awesome. I loved him and stepped up. Stepped, stepped up. Step up. And then he stepped up. <laughs> Part two. <laughs> so it was really nice seeing Alex Trebek in this. Yeah. Because... Yeah, we both when he came on the screen, were like, oh, yeah. Obviously, he he um, he passed away. He must have recorded this before. He recorded then. this before then, so it's like, oh, but it's good to see. Yeah, um, I didn't. I did not at all know 
that Tina Fey was in this. Yeah, so I was watching the credits, right? Because mm-hmm. that's, for some reason, I do that. I saw Tina Fey's name. I'm like, huh, what character did she play? The vacuuming mom. Oh, all right. <laughs> like, wow, okay. Daniel Craig is a stormtrooper. <laughs> <laughs> it works. Um, you know, and then Chris Evans. That was awesome. <laughs> I know. I was like, what the beep? Yeah, there we go. That was really awesome. I was laughing out loud at that. It was great to see. Um, Hugh Jackman apparently was the masked player in Alley. And that's like perfect, right? Because it's, it's Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. I, again, you recognize the voice a little bit. See, that was, that was just niggling me. And, and, yeah, I knew and the I voice, like, but I couldn't pinpoint it Yeah, because it just seemed slightly different. Yeah. But it, it once I read that and I saw that, because that was something I had known, and I was like, oh my God, that's perfect. I, I really had wanted to go back and see if they went at each other on, on Twitter or mm. some social media about like the film. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, was also in here. I didn't know that. He was the voice of the bank robber number two. I just love that they're taking all these little itty bitty roles. <laughs> I know. It's like, oh, this is awesome. Do you have any other things here listed? Um, yes. So I thought that the story itself was ingenious, right? And the way they, they portrayed the real world as being drab and gray, you know, I, I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah. I, I actually did notice that. And usually I don't notice a lot of things. Um, but that the video game world was like very vivid and very sunny. Whereas in the real world, it was always an office building. So it was very drab and very gray. Well, that's, I think, number one, that's the point of video games in general. Because if you look at the model, right, Mm. you're in a world, you're entertained. And the way they used to be, you could buy DLC, or in some cases, the DLC, really, it used to be in the game to begin with. So you bought a game, you had the game, that was it. And DLC is downloadable content? Yes, dear. Okay. I I didn't know what that meant. So I want to make sure that everybody else. Yes, it is downloadable content. Um, it, it used to be, and I remember when I would buy games, the game was like really long game. It was a long campaign. A campaign is the story. Mm-hmm. And then you have multiplayer, which is where you have these maps you run around on. And it could be like horde mode where you've got everybody coming at you and you've got to knock them out. Or you can be like, you know, you versus another team, mm-hmm. right? There's varying modes to all of this. But when I first started gaming, and according to Xbox Live, I've been gaming on Xbox Live for 15 years. I felt very old when I saw that. <laughs> um, but I I had the original Xbox, so I had Halo. Mm-hmm. Halo was a really long game and a hard game mm-hmm. and really big controller. But that's neither here nor there. But later on, when I started working at GameStop, again, back in the day when dinosaurs walked the earth, there were games that would come out that were full games. And then they would maybe release like a pack of maps. It was very small. But they were they were starting to get their feet wet. And then all of a sudden it was, well, when you pre-order the game, get the season pass. Because that'll give you extra DLC levels as well as extra maps. So it might not have been, but at the time, and I, I say this at the time, a lot of us felt that they were designing this game and not giving us the full game. There was DLC that launched day of game. Why wasn't that included in the game? So things like that used to kind of sit in the back of my head. And it's it's literally this very addictive 
and we see it now in the social media games and like your your iPad games and all this other stuff where it's just click to add more money. I do it with Pokemon Go when I need more coins. You know, you just the micro transactions they're called when you just keep buying and keep buying and keep buying because you want to get that new skin. You want to make your life brighter. You want to do all these things. That's why the colors are so vibrant. Even if you're doing a game like a Grand Theft Auto or, or a Call of Duty or Far Cry or um, Ghost Recon, any of the games I play. You can't look at Borderlands because it's a very different type of design. Mm-hmm. But even Mass Effect, it's very like, vibrant, very colorful. You can build your relationships. You can do all of these things. And it creates this very addicting world where everything, you are in control of everything. And my mind goes to the, like the marketing of it, right? Yeah. Because it's, it, it's similar to like a, a razor. The razor itself is not is is not expensive, but you spend all your money buying the blades for the razor. Yeah. So it's the maintenance, yeah. so to speak. So when I looked at this and I was like, this is really true because real life does feel compared to video game world very gray. Yeah. It's and- very you've got to go to work nine to five or work independently or you know, go to school or whatever you do. It's hard. And there are a lot of days where you look outside the window and you're like, I don't want to adult today. Yeah. And, and that's why video games are so popular, right? It's, it's a form of escapism. It's a I form love of them. entertainment. You, you know, when I get stressed and I really hit I that do. point, I need my video games. And Legos are really, I know people make fun of Lego games. They really are, you know, really great for that. So I, I liked this parallel and I liked it to put it on a plane where people could understand it because a lot of times people look at video games as this negative thing. And it really isn't. Well, it it depends. But because it, you could it, be spending a lot, a lot, yes. a lot of time on it. I mean, if it. you have kids and you have people that are playing too long and they're, they're, they don't live a good balance, I understand how it can be a problem. But on average, moderation-wise. Well, it, just like anything else, yeah, right? But in general, when people would come to buy a game, they'd be like, this is just a mindless machine. Well, so is the television, but you sit watching 12 hours of it anyway. You know, at least with video games, especially like with the young kids, I used to play video games growing up on an old computer. We had huge floppy disks and it helped me with math. It helped me with puzzling and stuff like that because I had a lazy eye and I had a lot of difficulty and this really helped. I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm just saying that just like anything else, things have to be moderated. I just really liked that that because the real world is hard, you know, trying Mm -hmm. to deal with things and games do allow for that escapism but i can like i said and you've said i can see it where the microtransactions and everything become overwhelming Mm -hmm. so let me bring us back to um the the story sorry um where halfway through the movie right guy kisses molotov girl in the video game Mm -hmm. and keys is knocking on millie's apartment door and you know you mentioned it earlier where there was that parallel between keys and guy mm-hmm. and this is the scene that actually kind of knocked me over the head with it i'm like oh okay there, there, there it is um jody comer and joe keery are close to age in real life so it was refreshing to see that reflected in the characters that they play because there are a lot of movies where we see, you know, a May-December romance going on, um, and they, and then you're actually forced to believe that they're at the same age. Yeah, that is weird. So I, to me, it makes the romance a little bit more realistic that mm-hmm. they are, you know, they're they're programmers, they're the same age, you know, they have. It, it's a good thing. 
for me. Yeah, I, I liked that. I'm trying not to say more because I went on before. <laughs> okay, so then um, if uh, if we don't have anything else and we can go into themes. Go for it. Okay, well, you already um, mentioned video games are a good escapism, but um, the thing that I wanted to actually bring forward is that the fear of us not wanting to try something new. Um, and the scene that I'm specifically talking about is at the bank, right? When Guy is giving Buddy a pair of glasses, a pair of sunglasses, mm-hmm. and say, just try it. You know, it's it's something new. There's more to this life than than we've been led to believe. But Buddy doesn't want it. And at the end, we, you know, when he was dying on the bridge... He actually said, you know, this was the best day of my life, even though he's dying, because he did something different. And so I, I just thought that, you know, doing the safe thing where we never risk getting hurt or trying new things, it, 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 we don't grow. And as people, we need to grow. So I, I, I thought that was very um, poignant to me because it actually reminded me of the time when, okay, so now I'm going on a tangent. That's fine. Where... Um, yeah, I was in California. I had dropped out of college and I didn't know what I wanted to do. And then I decided I want to go to Columbia. I applied and I, I actually got in. So this was a time in my life where I just, I've never been to New York. I never lived there. I don't know how hard it is actually to find an apartment in New York. I thought it was just like California where, oh yeah, I'll find an apartment. That's fine. And there was a, a certain level of fear there. But I was willing to take that risk because I wanted to go to Colombia and I wanted to to try something new because what I had tried before just left me empty. And because of that, I don't know that I would do that now. I was young enough then that I was like, all right, you know what? I'm impervious. I can do anything that I want. At least I thought so. But it was the right time, the right moment. And if I didn't do that, then I would never have met you. So that was a good thing. So I'm like, oh, this, this, that that whole thing just just really, it, it was really special for me. I don't know what to say to that. It oh. just so makes me, oh, my heartstrings are being tugged. I'm sorry. I love you. <laughs> I love you too, baby. And in the back of my head, I'm singing Breakaway. Kelly Clarkson, oh. take a risk, take a chance, yes. make a change, and break away. Yes, but we don't want to get sued. So I guess my point is that, you know, all of that and the relationships. I mean, I I moved here. My parents supported me, and then you know I built relationships here. You know they they do they do help you grow. They do help you change. And so it's the relationships that you do need to to nurture and foster. yeah. And if you looked at the movie, the movie they when they all decided to make a change, there were no more robberies. Yeah, because there was no there one were there. no more problems. You know. People weren't getting thrown out of their glass front door right. every day. I mean, it it is a little bit idealistic, right? Of course. Of course. But um, the point is that, yes, there is a community, and, and as a community, we can be stronger. We got to try. You've got to try. Do or do not. There, there is, is no, no try. try. All right. So um, I think those are all of our goods, right? Oh, before we get into the bad, I actually wanted to say, you know, we I said that I was looking at the film credits. Mm-hmm. And so at the very end, um, there was actually a statement that said, quote, the making and authorized distribution of this film supported over 13,000 jobs and involved hundreds of thousands of work hours, end quote. 
And to me, I think that's very important to say because quality films like this take resources, right? It takes time, money, and you know, blood, sweat, and tears of, of people who really believe in a film like this to, to work on it. And people need to be paid for the work. And so I, th- I think it's important to pay for what we consume and not like, you know, pirate stuff. That, that I'm very passionate about because I see your work being pirated for your books. And that, that makes me so angry. I mean, I agree 100%. That's why I say, you know, I pay for my streaming service. If a movie wants to do theatrical and simultaneous streaming and charge me on top of what I'm paying, that's fine. I oh, know yeah. movies make a lo- need to make a budget back. They need to make the marketing back. Yeah, in order to continue to give us these quality... And I and I have to stress quality films because there's a lot of... you know, There's a lot of films out there that have a high budget that we didn't like. Yeah. And, and it, again, our opinion is just our opinion. Yes, our opinion. So, Absolutely. Regardless, I think that should have been much further up because people on average don't read the end. So I would have, if, if since I'm just going to jut right into the bed, it's kind of a great thing that they posted it, but it's, in my opinion, needed to be in a different location. And I don't think that they're going to do that because... Where else could you put it, though? Well, in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, you know, they could fade to black and before the credits roll, they could literally put thank you for seeing this film, you know, or paying for this film, it has supported blah, 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 blah. But I know they're not going to do that because people will, you know, say something. And that's fine. I understand where it has to be, but I wish there was, I wish there was a way to put it elsewhere where people could see it. It's not at the very end, yeah. Because you're not going to, it's not even, it's at the very, very end. It's after all of the film studios, all of the other symbols and logos of all the other company. I mean, you really think the movie's over. So, how many people are really going to see it? Uh, that is a very good point, but I, I'm struggling to to think where because they're not they're never going to put it before the cast list. Yeah, there's, and I get that. I understand why. Yeah, because I love that it's there. I want it more prominently. Yeah, and maybe someone will will creatively think of a way to do that. Maybe, and people need to be paid for the work that they do. Mm-hmm. So that was my point. Anyway, any other bad or I mean bad ish. That that loophole I was talking about earlier. Yes. Well, that was a. Gosh, I don't remember the loophole. <laughs> okay. Oh, where he was sitting and they didn't take the laptop away. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of. It. To be honest, I actually forgot what your loophole was too. I was like, wait, she went on a tangent, and that's what I remember. <laughs> that's what I remember is my tangent. Oh man. Uh, no, but it it kind of. I mean. And then the security guard not noticing him flip up the laptop and typing. And he, first off, I'm going to rant a little and forgive me, but if, if somebody is in my building working on a laptop, whether it has been provided or not, I'm taking it away from him because I don't know what he's doing with the code. Yes. And I agree most of the time that that's how you do it. And on top of that, I know he was one of the original designers of the original code that's sitting in my game that is going to undermine me and destroy me yeah, well again he was underestimated yes he was because he figured antoine probably figured that he worked mm-hmm. the keys was here this whole time he was accepting and whatever but i still if if i know that somebody is in there and i'm actively trying to shut him down and try, try to stop guy i'm not gonna let someone i know that knows the perpetrator have a laptop or access to it. i'm gonna take it out that's number one number two okay fine you then allow him to open it and hit enter dramatically where <laughs> you can then have the code. Suspension of disbelief. But as a gamer, I turned around and went, no. I understand Because that. for me, I was like, all right, 
and then but it had to be had wait, you know, wait, dramatic effect. But wait, there's more. <laughs> oh god! Okay. And then. When he's leaving, security doesn't notice for two seconds as he lifts up the laptop screen, types in a few things, and closes it right away. Whose computer, first off, screen opens up that I don't have to type a pin in right away and try to get into my computer before? And then I can just hit three, like, four well, maybe, or five keys and then enter. Maybe it wasn't asleep yet. Maybe it was Once you happened. close a laptop screen, it goes to sleep. But it wasn't closed. It was closed it in wasn't, the... Okay. It wasn't closed. It was, it was open. When I'm trying to, all right, what we're going to have to test is how far you can put your laptop screen down before it shuts off. Okay. Because I want to see, because I literally was sitting there and then, and then, and then the security guard doesn't take the laptop away. I'm just saying. I would have reversed. I would have booted him out of the system and killed his access immediately. Suspension of disbelief. I keep I'm saying not, that. I'm not arguing that point. I'm just saying for me being nitpicky on the bad because we don't have any bad. Okay, fine. So shall we go on to the cute? The unicorn boop. Uh, speaking of which, we don't have unicorns, but we do have bunny cops. What's up, Doc? I'm like, really? Um, although I have to retract that a little bit because in, um, in life itself, apparently it has butterflies and unicorns. And dinosaurs. And dinosaurs. <laughs> and then towards the end of the game, um, when yeah, when he had when guy had a lightsaber fighting dude. Okay. Just it, it guy turned. versus dude. <laughs> Give all the credit where it's due because the way they did the, the special effects of that was amazing. Oh my god, yeah. But that was hysterically funny. It was. And then when, when dude's running down, like trying to hit the little bo- the bobbles of all the yeah. like power ups. He's like, Believe Ooh. it or not. I'm walking Okay. On. All right. Fine. If I can't sing, you can't sing. <laughs> Although but, you sing much better than I do. Um, no. We sing incredibly well together. But anyway, the uh, the lightsaber actually changed into a unicorn. I didn't realize it until mm-hmm. I saw it. Was it was a unicorn horsey thing. Yes. I didn't see that until after <laughs> I, I rewatched it. I'm like, oh my gosh, there is unicorns in here. Unicorn poop. Uh, it, it was meant to be your movie. It I is. know. I love it. Anyway. Um, and did you notice that on Dude, he had the little blue shirt tattoo? Yes, that that I did see. Like, that was prominent. I'm like, oh, uh, blue shirt guy. Mm-hmm. But he, he's Dude. <laughs> what else is cute? Um, I don't know. You tell me. I was laughing out loud when in that cop and bunny chase sequence. Oh, okay. Wait, hold on. Tangent. That chase sequence is my worst nightmares because it's jumping like all those things when they started running up the stairs and first off, why didn't they just develop an elevator to go up? But second off, seriously, when all the platforms were falling down, I was having like, my hands were sweating going, oh my God, if I miss this jump, I'm falling to the bottom and I got to start all over again. Just my tangent. Yes. And if, if anybody didn't know you, you are afraid of heights. I'm terrified of heights. Now they know. Um, But anyway, so, you know, when he's running and he's running on that scaffolding and then he's trying to grab the wrecking ball, and then the music wrecking ball comes on and then he misses. I was dying. Yep. It was great. I loved it. It's like that it, has like happened a, to me all week in Lego. Oh my goodness. <laughs> meant to jump in and land on something. And I don't. <sighs> so anyway, I was just thinking, you know, that was that was just that perfect. Was adorable. Bubblegum ice cream. Bubblegum ice cream. I love bubblegum ice cream. I don't cream. like bubblegum ice cream. <gasps> but you have it listed here, so I have to say it. I love bubblegum ice cream. Okay. They're just, I can never find it. There was bubblegum ice cream in the Philippines when I was growing up and I loved, 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 loved it. I'm sure. Okay. 
I'm sure we can ask our listening audience if they would message us where to get bubblegum ice cream in New York. Okay. Yummy. So if anybody has an idea of where to get bubblegum ice cream in New York City or Long Island, we would greatly appreciate it. Yummy. You'd make my wife very, very happy. Yes. And then uh, related to that are the swings. Okay. I thought it was so cute. Because whenever I was, you know, whenever I was on a swing, I, I would love that at the very top when you swing up and it's like you're just flying. No. Split second. No. Yes. You know why that's not good? Because when every time I would hit that top point, the chains would kind of slack a little bit because you got too high. And then the swing set would start to like rattle and it would move. I was like, nope. Oh, see, I love that part. And I was like, wee. Yeah, me was like, yee. Like, me off. <laughs> well, that is until like I actually went skydiving. Then I'm like, oh, nothing compares to skydiving. Yeah. I haven't done that yet. <laughs> no, eventually we will though. Um, for me, what was really, and I touched on it a little bit when they did the skins and whatnot, but when you would, when you would flash by when they're talking about like free city and you just see people randomly dancing, someone moving awkwardly in the background, you don't know what they're doing. Those were my characters in destiny. If I let my character sit too long, my character would start to dance <laughs> and, I could choose, oh, and I literally would not move my character just so I could see them dance. Oh my goodness. I love that they do that because in games, like I, I think it's Borderlands. I play so many games. Sometimes I just forget which one it is. Mm. And you just hear him going, okay, what am I doing? Just stand in here waiting. Well, I guess it's better than just twiddling your thumbs. Well, I don't. My character wouldn't twiddle their thumbs until I make them twiddle their thumbs. That's what I mean. So since a character can't do that, they have to do something else. You know, like Channing Tatum doing the floss. I just thought it was funny <laughs> that they incorporated these again to make it <sighs> moving on. All right. Any other cute then, dear? No. No? All right. So. I think people might be able to guess what our rating is going to be here. <laughs> but very long, very yeah, long episode. This is a very long discussion. So here is our rating. Drum roll, please. We rate Free Guy five stars. Yay! And you know what? It what? gets an extra. What? That's my Omni tool for Mass Effect. <laughs> she had to put Mass Effect in here. Oh my goodness. Anyway. So, but that truthfully was everything I've wanted in a video game movie that is not like strictly like based on a video game. Like Mass Effect? Mass Effect, I think, has been in the works forever. They have a Halo series that they just announced. I'm nervous because I've seen Mortal Kombat where it's an entire movie just about the history, but absolutely no tournament. <laughs> hmm. Well, it wasn't that bad, though, for what it no, was. No, it wasn't that bad for what it was, but it's, that's the point, for what it was. This surprised me, because I'd been hearing great things, but I didn't read any reviews, because I was concerned. Mm-hmm. And oh, then, what, what? You didn't read any reviews? No, I didn't. <gasps> I wanted to enjoy it from my perspective. I was afraid that if... that. Oh, I'm going to stop talking now. No, because you usually like want to know before we watch Look, something. Do you know what the movie needed? What? Mass Effect. You know, you you play that game so much more times than any other video game. I swear. I resemble that remark. I think I've played Mass Effect longer than every movie made on a video game back to back to back to back. Okay, I don't even want to think about how many hours. It's over hundreds of hours. Anyway, I think you were more shocked that I agreed with you on the rating. I was. Yes, I was surprised myself because I didn't think I would like it, but things came 
really well together in this film. And I found myself like thoroughly enjoying it. So, you know, like I always say, I, I don't play video games, so I don't, I don't understand the, the, the appeal. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but here, you know, I, I only needed to know the very basic information. And to me, the video game itself was actually the NPC, right? Uh, the other aspects of it, the the relationships between Guy and Buddy and, and Millie and Keys and the greed and the nefarious nature of Antoine, you know, the, the maturing of Mauser, right, when he he was all um, on Antoine's bandwagon and then, you know, he realizes, oh, okay, you know what, he's not the guy that I really should be associating with. It, it really should be with Keys. Um, and then he even said, Keys is my boy, right? And then you take all of that and then it's peppered with, Great one-liners, all the cameos. The cameos are great, and then even the the music selection. I have, I was I was humming fantasy, fantasy, <laughs> like the whole week after we watched this yeah. movie. You know, it was just perfect. It it made it for this movie was just simply perfect for a perfect date night. And I, I really want to. I really want to sit down and have Alex, our nephew, see this game, uh, this movie. Uh, well, he has to be a little older, but yeah. I can't wait for it. Yeah. Um, but I really couldn't agree more. Um, I do. I'm going to ask for a little permission because there's some things that have been floating in my mind that I haven't been able to get rid of. Okay. So like Buddy derezes, right? When he, the the bridge part where he's yes. like, you go, it's been the greatest yeah. day of my life. And then he disappears. So basically for all intents and purposes, he did. Mm-hmm. And then they recode him for the new world. So he can live as he desires. Mm-hmm. So, number one. Oh, no. This is why I can never play as a renegade character in Mass Effect or make evil decisions at all. <laughs> this movie. Okay. I, can't. I just can't do it. It's just something about being evil in these video games. I can't do it. I know in games where I've got to go do, like, you know, missions or whatever, you're told those are the bad guys, you're the good guys, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. But when I have to make a decision about being bad or good, it's always going to be the good guy. I can't help it. Okay. Two, my brain immediately went to the derezzing part, right? Mm-hmm. So I know number one really didn't have to do with it. You get the point. Um, it's a metaphor for life. Okay. We all come to that bridge and we have to cross it. And we might have done bad things and we might have had like trauma or, you know, uh, there's a lot going on in a world. We don't know what's, you know, how to handle it. And maybe we've got a negative feel about ourselves or other people view us negatively, whatever the case may be. And like you were mentioning change, we can cross that bridge and come out on the other side. Mm -hmm. And like he comes back and he's, yes, he's coded, but we can recode ourselves. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's all part of being human, right? We, we should be able to learn and grow and then make different decisions based on what we learn. Exactly. And I, I loved that he turned around and when buddy comes back and he's like, what do we do? He's like anything we want, because you can do anything you want if you take that chance. Yep. There are people out there who are good people who might be able to help you, whatever the case may be. There's always this take a risk, take a chance and make that change. Break away. I had to do that Kelly Clarkson thing again. And, and see, for me, it was going, if you change your mind on the first okay, day. I wouldn't have thought of that. No. But mm. number three, and the most important of all of my points in this entire rant of this entire episode today, I apologize to every non-playable NPC character that I ran over when I played Crazy Taxi. I do not play driving games for this reason. I wiped out half the city. I am so sorry. And the crazy thing is you don't drive that way in real life. You are so very like, <laughs> oh my God, I have to I have to stop three 
seconds before every I... Every stop sign. Count one, yes. 1,000, two, 1,000, three, 1,000. So I'm like... And how many red light tickets have you gotten? <laughs> anyway, and that is that is why you play Lego Those games. Those games are awesome. And I play Lego games and other games, not just Lego games. I have no, a I very know. large library. I, I understand that. I still don't play them. Mm. Anyway, eventually I might convince her to play some video games. Maybe. Maybe. That's going to be our show for today. I know it's been a very long <laughs> one. <laughs> yes. I appreciate your patience. I appreciate you putting up with us. Also, I just want to thank everybody that's that's listening because even though we've done bonus episodes and labeled them as different numbers, technically last episode was our 50th. And during Woo-hoo! that last episode, we surpassed 6,000 downloads. And that is all because of you, you listening to us and laughing at us or just shaking your heads at me. I don't know. <laughs> But I truly appreciate it. I know my wife truly appreciates it. This is why we do this, to have fun. So thank you so very much. Um, And if you do want to leave us a voicemail, as always, go to speakpipe.com forward slash Forever Fangirls Podcast. Otherwise, you have our socials at Forever Fan Pod. And you can leave us a message there or a review or subscribe, please. And uh, that's all I got to say. Yes. And until next time, stay safe. Be kind and remember... Video games are a fun escape, especially in multiplayer games, or so my wife tells me. But as Guy, speaking as Millie said, I can't keep spending all my time with you. I created this world, but I can't live my life in it, end quote. Real life is hard and scary, but it can be magical as well. All you need to do is take that leap of faith. <laughs>